to another episode of Fools Daily. I think we're coming to the end of this this recording session, but I am joined for possibly the last time of this this evening by the lovely Matt. Evening all. Or afternoon or morning, as we've been through before. Yes. So today we're gonna talk- It's like a it's gonna be an old favourite really, isn't it? As I was a, gonna as say, a it's, it's like the topic that keeps on giving. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kickstarter. Kickstarter. So I have been wondering whether Kickstarter in terms of well, for miniature games, certainly. Has uh, passed it its nice? yeah past its peak, or well, actually, I should rephrase that: whether Kickstarter as a pre-order system has passed its peak. Are people too canny? Are people not patient enough to? ship out money now for something that they may not receive for another year and a half. Yeah. And what inspired this on was the latest Mantic Dreadball Kickstarter. Because whilst it's still made a shed load of money, um, you know, nearly $130,000 as I look at it, um, and is 161% pledged for the for Dreadball 2. Um, that's way way down on what previous dread even you know even just previous Dreadball Kickstarters have done. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we look at the original Dreadball, did three quarters of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Dreadball 2 is, as I say, is on 130 dollars. Now, there's still 11 days to go. Um, but I've got to think that that's below where their expectations were. Because their entire Kickstarter model is based around, you know, five, ten thousand dollar chunks and you get, you know, more freebies. You know, it's, they keep piling the freebies on model. Yeah. Um, and then you never see a Mantic product being sold again. Yeah, it's kind of a bit of a fire and forget, for want of a better analogy. Yeah. And so it led me to, th- it led me to think whether, you know, and maybe it's just people don't like Dreadball. Um, you know, has Gilball come along and stolen its thunder? I think that's a very real point, a uh, very real risk for them, but they must have known that going into this. Yeah. Uh, you've got a new version of Blood Bowl coming out this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, though, we've, we've seen sort of test models or um, initial models, and they look splendid. Yeah. So, are people holding it? Has Brexit affected it? It's in dollars. Mm. Dollars. You know, a $100 pledge now is about 20% more expensive than it was a month ago. Yeah. Um, has that affected it? I don't know. But then 
you do still have Kickstarters that are doing very successfully, but they're a di- they certainly in the gaming sphere they seem to be of a different type of Kickstarter. More kind of, for the want of a better term, boutique gaming. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the the obvious, the last three that I've backed have all been boutique Kickstarters. Yeah. So what are they? Um, and why did you back them? Okay, so I did the Assault Group's um, Halfling Rooster Riders. Yeah. Um, and I backed those because of Dragon Rampant. Mm-hmm. I thought Halfling's Riding Roosters made a perfect light cavalry unit for um, Horse of Destiny. Yeah. So I backed for that. Um, they were offering a nice... You got a nice, effectively a 15% discount buying it via the Kickstarter versus buying them afterwards. Yeah. So I did that. Um, I did the Fire Spitter miniature from uh, Moon, the Moonstone Fantasy Skirmish game. Uh, did you see that one? No, I don't think I did. You remember uh, Richie P, who was at um, DAFCON doing um, First Law Override in yeah. the demo pit? It's one of his friends. Is I think it was actually the guy that was with him, Tom, mm-hmm. um, is starting a game called Moonstone. Okay. And produced a miniature and I think to start it up um, it's basically like this giant troll with a flame thing um, okay it's it's a very very cool figure I mean it's basically for a figure yeah um, but it is very very cool and then the third one I have backed is um, Sensible Shoes 2 uh, from Oathsworn yeah um who have a proven track record with me of getting me stuff very quickly after they have um, got the money. Yeah. And they're using it. I mean, we've had, you know, Michael and Joe have been on the show before. And Mm -hmm. they um, explained why they use Kickstarters, because they don't have the free cash flow to buy all the lead. The, or, you know, all the white metal, sorry. Yeah. That they need to cast the models. Um, Michael sculpts them himself. Joe sculpts the terrain pieces. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the the upfront cash, which is fine. So effectively what they're doing, it is a pre-sale. Yeah. But it's a pre-sale that's dictated by the fact that they don't have the funds. Yeah. So it is a, a fund. It, it's a crowdfunding. Yes. Um manufacturing at side of things yes the figures wouldn't get the figures wouldn't get sculpt, uh, cast if they they didn't have a successful kickstarter with them mm-hmm. and i did the female um the sensible shoes one yeah which absolutely knocked it out the part for them i think it did something like their normal kickstarters do seven or eight thousand yeah the sensible shoes one did um Thirty-eight thousand. Wowzers! Um, and then 
Because it's female adventurers wearing sensible stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right. so Sensible Shoes 1 had a 1,000 people backed it. And it did 33,000 yeah. pounds. Um, you know, and then Sensible Shoes 2 has done, you know, an equivalent sort of amount. Let's have a, let's have a look. Sensible Shoes... While you're looking, obviously, in a shameless DAFCON plug, they will be joining us for a sculpting class. They will. So Sensible Shoes 2 um, only had 636 backers, mm-hmm. um, but they still pledged 30 grand. Yeah. 29,992. So the two Kickstarters between them had done £60,000. Yeah. Um, because it's a subject that people want. They want female miniatures who are actually wearing armour and stuff. What, as opposed to chrome nipple plates yes. and um, tanga briefs? Yes. And so, and you know, Michael's a very good sculptor. Mm-hmm. And the miniatures are really nice. I, again, I use them in my uh, 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 Dragon Rampant force. Yeah. In the WAGS unit. Mm-hmm. But I guess, again, it's... Oh, you're not going to ask what WAGS stand for? What does WAGS stand for? Women Against Gender Stereotypes. Okay. Well done. You're very clever. I but was really it... pleased with that. Self-praise is no praise, Michael. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I, I wasn't really that's, pleased that's with it. That's it. That's Sorry. it. Sorry. But... Again, that's a, you know that is kind of boutique miniature sculpting. Um, we've seen kind of standalone board games do quite well. So um, Blood Rage did quite well. Um, the others did very well. So yeah, Mantics one. Where does it fall? Because it's it's not really a standalone board game. I would say it doesn't really fall into that category. It's not a kind of traditional tabletop war game. It is a a self-contained game. But as you say, is it that, that style of Kickstarter, particularly from an established company that really is just using it as a pre-sale or a pre-order mechanism, are people fatigued by it? I think they are. I know I am. Hmm. I'm doing a lot less um, Kickstarters than I was. Yeah. And I even pulled out of some. So I was in the Guillotine Games one, the recent one, Massive Darkness, which was a dungeon crawl, which I should have been totally into. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And the miniatures were gorgeous. We were talking the other day that about um, you know how the cool mini or not board games that the miniature quality is absolutely outstanding for single piece plastics. Yeah. Um, actually, that, that's doing them down by saying four single piece plastics. I mean, they're just the miniature, amazing miniatures. Full stop. Yeah, the miniature quality is outstanding, and they are single piece plastics. Yeah. But 
I, yeah. It's just not, I'm just not. Not feeling it. No. You see, and, and part of me, part of me wonders why that is, because there are a few issues I think around people's experience for Kickstarter, and for every story that you hear of a Kickstarter that funds and delivers its product in a timely fashion with good communication from um, the the operators, uh, you know, the company that is behind that Kickstarter. And, you know, Kickstarter and Backerkit are an established mechanism that pretty much runs smoothly. The problems that come about are generally, I would suggest, with the producer of whatever it is that's been kickstarted. And for every kind of one that you hear that's gone all right, the thing that people want to talk about is, and you think about over the last couple of years, Relic Nights. How much time did we spend talking about, are you ever going to see your Alex Knight stuff? Yeah. The one that Joel backed, the fairy, whatever it was. That he'll never see. That he'll never see because it funded, he paid his money, and then six months or eight months or however long it is down the road, a message comes out from that person saying, I've not got my maths right, I need more money from you in order to be able to deliver on the pledge that you've made. You know, I need more. Was it the, the postage money that he wanted more money for? Yeah. So you know that, and then the time lag that it takes, and you know we've spoken about it in in previous um, episodes of you get all giddy about something and you're really keen to play it, but particularly us, I mean, we are you know keen proponents of flitting about from one system to another, but even normal people. You know, in in twelve or eighteen months that it takes for a lot of Kickstarters to deliver, you're all you've moved on. You're into something else. There's a new shiny. There's a new thing that you're into, and all of a sudden this thing rocks up, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, that was going to be good, but I'm, I'm you know I'm kind of past that now and into something else. Yeah, well I'm looking back at mine. So my worst, the worst one I have. Um, for being late is Shadows of Brimstone, mm-hmm. which is flight, which was Flying Frog, which funded November twenty fifth, twenty thirteen. Okay, so that's nearly three years ago. Yeah, and the delivery date on it was. August 2014. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I have had the two box sets for that. Yeah. Were they on time? Um, no, they're a little late. Yeah. But I have had the two box sets. Now, when those two box sets came, there was a packing list inside those two box sets. The packing list was a sheet and a half of A4. The uh, things that were packed in the shipment that I received were highlighted in pen, in mm-hmm. pink pink highlighter. It was the first two items on the sheet and a half of A4. Yeah. So I'm still waiting for an absolute metric ton of stuff. Three years down the line. Three years down the line. Now, they 
have been trying to collect extra money because they basically just stuffed up. Yeah. They they completely got all their sums wrong. And so they have been selling it. It's, so the game is available at retail. Mm-hmm. They um, have had... Um, they tried to do a one point... For all the stuff that they had ready, mm-hmm. they, did a, they effectively did a 1.5 shipping pledge, which you had to pay for. You, as the person, because you wanted it now rather than waiting for whenever they decide to give it to you, you had to pay for and the shipping, the shipping to the UK was actually more than the value of the stuff that they wanted to ship me. Yeah. So, unsurprisingly, I didn't do that. Now, the problem is, I've played that game. We, Scott, um, our friend Scott and some of us played down the Aftermath Club, and we had a great time. You know, we had six or seven sessions of it. Mm-hmm. But we've done it. Yeah. Getting all that new stuff isn't going to reinvigorate my interest in the game. So that's you know it's effectively dead. Yeah. So it's dead with still a crap ton of stuff that's still to come. Yes. So that's that's the longest one. So I'm 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 just going to go through what I haven't received and see if they have. So. I mean that that one was backed at the same time as where where are we? Um, Foldio. Mm-hmm. Um, War and Empire, the miniatures game of ancient warfare, and TT Combat presents Wild West Scenics. They were all around the same time. Yeah. So go past that. I've got that. I've. Got no, I haven't got that. I haven't got the heresy one, Return of the Monsters, um, which is, um, you know, it's just held up by sculpting. But that you see, that one's that I'm different on that one because that one was always a let's support Andy at heresy, yeah. And I know that he will kill himself to get me the stuff eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, I've got that. I've got that. Then they went out of business. Um, Paranoia RPG estimated delivery July 2015. Well, that's 12 months ago. So we we should have been playing that by now, surely. It's not even ready yet. Um, I mean, I've even had the Fallen Frontiers reboot. Um, um, um. Um, Blood Rage I've had Devil's Devil's Run arrived today when was that supposed to deliver? February 2016 so only four months late on that one five months late yeah Um, only yeah half a year nearly late yes Reaper's Miniature Bones 3 the search for Mr. Bones Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not supposed to be here till September 2016 um and it will be slightly late, I think. Mm-hmm. But when did that? Uh, when did the Kickstarter actually finish? Oh, um, a year ago. Yeah. So again, that's investing money in something that you hope that you'll still want. Yes. Yes. Now, in the case, in the case of the Reaper's Bones stuff, it's all big griblies and stuff. Yeah. That 
that was one of those ones where I went, you know what? Regardless of what I'm playing at the time, all of that stuff will fit in somewhere. So, because because yeah. I've gone for the I've gone for the models that you know they're big frost giants and flame giants and things. You know the mm-hmm. one the models that are just uneconomical these days to buy a metal. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I know it's Reaper bones and I know it's bendy plastic and stuff. But I've got quite a lot of Reaper bone stuff for um, things like Ogham and stuff, and it works perfectly fine. Yeah. There's not a problem with it. So, then that, um, they've all come. Uh, Pulp City Cold War. Um, that I'm sharing with Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, estimated delivery March 2016. Can't remember when I last heard something about that. I ought to go, yeah. I ought to check it. And then you've got Herons and Sensible Shoes. Estimated delivery May 2016. I actually picked mine up at Salute in April. Nice. <laughs> because they know what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're doing a small run of figures. Um, this is what we were talking about. This is not a test the other day. The post-apocalyptic skirmish rule book. Yeah. Um, that's not supposed to be here till September. And that was on track. Mythos. We talked with those guys. Again, yeah. they're aiming to thing. And yeah, then we're into uh, the then we're into the three recent ones. Mm-hmm. So I think I must have missed one out. I missed, oh, I did. I missed out the others. Yeah. Um, which it's estimated delivery was March 2016, but I think I'm getting that. I think <coughs> they're putting the packages together at the moment. So yeah, there's been there's been lots of pictures up on the Twitters um, from Mike McVeigh and the the team sort of behind that. Yes, I think that's, it, that's imminent. Yes, and those figures are lovely. Yeah, I mean, again, they they show where we're at with that kind of miniature board game, I guess, with the quality yes. of the figures. Yeah, and so, and so, I've I've sort of, you know, I'm not doing any of the big ones. I'm not doing any of the cool mini ones or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when will this lot finally arrive? And some of the, I bet you know, sensible shoes too, will come before a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I'll be. It's estimated delivery is November. I'll be very surprised if I get if it takes until November until they, I get a package from them through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we will just see. I mean, people just seem to they just seem to bite off more than they can chew, and it looks good value. And you think, oh, it's going to be ace, and then you're going, yeah, it was ace two years ago. Hmm. I mean, like, Pulp City Cold War, I can't even remember why we wanted to back it. Hmm. I mean, the figures are cool. Yeah. I think that might have been when we were talking about post-apocalyptic last time. Or were we talking about superheroes at the time? I don't know. The last update on Pulp City Cold War was June 27th. Yeah, in which it care, in which it showed lots of lovely figures, mm-hmm. um, including Ecto or something, basically a translucent hero who's gone invisible. Okay, but I don't remember why. Mm. What, what I, I mean, I mean, my feeling, and I've not backed one since Rise of the Cargay, which, in fairness, delivered on time, and again, small company. 
who and it did do extremely well. There were lots of stretch goals on it, but you know they did the business and they delivered. Um, but I mean, my feeling is that the novelty, if you like, of Kickstarter has worn off. The idea of I'll throw some money at it because I'm going to get loads of freebies. But I think the kind of the fatigue and some of the horror stories of having to wait that year, year and a half, two, three years if you're unlucky. I think people are just too cute for that now. They, they I think there's there's a bit more savvy around that people are like, well, do you know what? It's a gamble and increasingly a gamble that people are unwilling to take. But I could that's just my perception. When people listen to this um, in the hundreds, let us know what your views are. If you think different, if you've got a different view on why it is that we've seen this shift or that there isn't a shift and, and me and Lugnut have got it completely wrong, then let us know. This is This is an interactive thing. It's not just us talking at you. We do genuinely value the conversations that it generates. We do, indeed. Mm. Especially when I'm proven to be right. Those are my favourites. Doesn't happen that often, though, does it? Few and far between. All right. Well, shall we go? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. They've had enough. They probably have, haven't they? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, until next time, I've been Mike. And I've been Matt. And hopefully we'll get Conrad on soon. Maybe. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com.